Welcome back to the show. It's Evelyn. Today, I'm going to dive into um, the first kind of part of my weight loss journey here. And I wanted to preface the episode by letting you know that somewhere in this episode, I mentioned how much weight I had lost up to this point. This is about a month check-in. And um, within a day or two after it, my weight shot back up about 10 pounds and it's still been a slow journey to bring that back down. So I just wanted to encourage you if you have been seeking to lose weight or you're looking to lose weight, just to be patient with your body. Um, I end up Googling a few things and your body can fluctuate because of water, uh, because of lack of water, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and so I just want to be sensitive to the fact that, um, you know, this may be a struggle with you or for you. And I, I want you to know that, you know, this isn't necessarily about the number for me. It's always so interesting to me um, how we can essentially like think of ourselves in our weight like how much space we take up on the planet, knowing how much we weigh was such a foreign concept to me. (laughs) And I actually talked to a girlfriend about that recently. And she was like, man, I had the opposite experience as you, because for me, I just never really considered my weight. I mean, I considered it. I know that I'm overweight, but not thinking about it a whole lot where she's had an opposite experience where she has been counting calories her entire life. So this could be a sensitive subject and, um, this is just my own journey, but I just wanted to, um, let you know that it's not necessarily, you know, just peachy over here. And it's, um, it's definitely been a journey. (laughs) So without further ado, let's hop into the episode. A couple years ago, I was with some of my family and we had gone to a gravesite I'd never been to before. And I'll preface this by saying I'm going to be very general around referencing who this story was with, because I want to honor and protect that person. If that makes any kind of sense, you know, something that made me nervous about doing a podcast and being so honest about my own life means that in a lot of ways, I also will be talking about other people who are close to me in my life. And they didn't necessarily ask (laughs) to be in the spotlight. So I want to be respectful of that. And um, yeah, so Several years ago, as I was saying, I was at a graveside with some family and one of my family members who I absolutely adore, uh, pulled me to the side, took me to a, a marker and essentially was trying to be very loving. And they told me, you know, we have family members who have died young in our history from diabetes and heart conditions. I think heart conditions were in the mix, but I think diabetes was one of them, um, who died and you need to get your weight under control. 
And I was completely taken off guard. (laughs) Um, And I spent several hours in tears following that conversation. It not because looking back, it was deeply upsetting to me because it, it just took me by such surprise. I think I had felt such a level of acceptance from that family member, just in general, I'd never felt judged or Um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. I just, it caught me by such surprise and it, it was devastating to me because I felt like I had been, um, I don't know, uh, believing I didn't have to like watch my back around this person or I could just be myself. I could be hungry when I was hungry and want more food when I wanted more food. And unbeknownst to this person up to that point in that year was actually the most active I've been since I can remember. Um, We had a dog. Um, I was living with, um, my ex-boyfriend and his sister, and we actually had a dog. His name was Mufasa. (laughs) Still one of the loves of my life, Mufasa. He will always have this special place. And he and I just had a bond and I would walk with him almost every day. And we do, uh, I had a Fitbit and I was consistently doing um, around five miles, sometimes more because I also was working in a position at that time that required a lot of walking. Now I hadn't changed much about my diet and I'll get to that in a minute, but I was very active and like, I felt good about that. Um, even if no one else could see it, but if you've listened to the episodes prior, you may know that I'm an Enneagram eight, which is called the challenger. And so it took me a long time to recognize this about myself, but I am actually very hypervigilant. One of the core fears of an eight is that they will be manipulated or uh, controlled. And so I think I actually spend a lot of time under the surface mentally preparing that someone could betray or um, hurt me. And I prepare for those things. And, and so like when they happen or when someone, you know, betrays that trust or it's something that I have taught myself to expect so that I can recover from it. And so I think the reason it was such a raw place for me is because I just, I hadn't prepared myself or my heart to feel rejected by that person who I always just felt so loved and cared for. And 
they thought what they were doing was loving because I've essentially been overweight probably since I was in about fourth grade. And I've never really addressed, like, really seriously addressed and decided to make lifestyle changes that would affect my health or my weight until about a month ago. (laughs) And so it's still early, but I wanted to talk about what my journey has looked like and for this to be also a reference point in the future so that other people who may be navigating, you know, relationships with their bodies, especially women, might also have somebody <laughs> speaking about their own experience. Uh yeah, so like I remember back in 4th grade <laughs> being really embarrassed because I had stretch marks and I actually, the stretch marks actually weren't because I had gained, like that was so overweight, but because I grew really fast, you know, on the insides of my arms and, uh, in inner thighs. And they were actually stretch marks really from growing fast. Um, I actually grew taller than almost everyone else in my school (laughs) Uh, and was taller than a lot of the boys, you know, until like seventh grade or something. Um, I'm still tall. I'm, I mean, obviously I'm still tall. I'm about, I think I'm like 5'10". And um, I do come from pretty tall people on my mom's side. But I remember like, even as a fourth grader, hiding, hiding those stretch marks, feeling very embarrassed. Even to this day, I'm still trying to learn how to like, um, like my arms, for example, the stretch marks have faded over time, but, um, it's still something that like, I don't show my arms and I very rarely, I don't wear shorts because shorts right up, you know, in the middle. And I didn't own a bathing suit, uh, an actual bathing suit (laughs) until two years ago. I think I actually bought one because I think starting right before middle school, if I swam, I would swim like in baggy clothes, like athletic shorts, uh, t-shirt and we have a pool at my parents' house. Um, and I would, I remember too, I think in high school, I used to swim in these cutoff sweatpants, (laughs) you know, like things that like really actually held water, but they were bulky and I felt like it hid my body. And so, um, So why now? I think my relationship with Surge has been a big impetus for this. Um, But I actually, and uh, and to his credit, like Sergio is extremely disciplined. He's a bodybuilder. Well, he wouldn't call himself a bodybuilder, but that's why he is. (laughs) Um, And so 
He knows how to uh, cut calories and cut weight when he wants to, or he's very adept. He has a very strong relationship with his body and molding it to look and feel like the way he wants to. And for me, in all honesty, my weight and my body has been something that I've just not only neglected, but just something I tried to pretend didn't bother me or phase me. Um, because in the grand scheme of things, it, I guess I am more driven by eternal things like my mind, how I spend my time, those kinds of things are, and that's how I would actually, um, write off, like not wanting to exercise or not wanting to move my body because I would think, well, like in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to die one day. Anyway, I'd rather spend my time doing X, Y, or Z. And a couple of years ago, there was a quote that said, if you don't make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. And that really took a hold for me. And I began starting to kind of educate myself more around food. Um, actually, right after, right after that incident at the graveside, um, you know, my dad was with me. He, he had so much compassion for what was coming up for me. And we actually had a really, uh, a really good conversation around how I was feeling around being so confused by food. Like some camps say, don't eat carbs. Um, some say cut out all sugar. Um, it feels very confusing and overwhelming at times. There's all these different camps of thought. And so I guess I had been exploring some of those, but he, um, he recommended a book that actually he had been reading called The Plant Paradox. And so that led me down a different route to begin like exploring like actual how food is actually compromised, not compromised, composed. Um, what makes food food, why maybe we have some sensitivities to certain types of food. Um, but I still never really took on the, the health portion of things of like actually making changes in my diet and being consistent and exercise and those kinds of things and tracking any kind of metrics and what's interesting is like, so something that, you know, I do as part of coaching a lot, because I end up working a lot with entrepreneurs and small business owners is we do talk about the metrics. Like, how would you know if you're being successful in your business or um, successful in your life, if you don't have any metrics? And so when I started using a Fitbit a couple of years ago, I was actually really pleasantly surprised how motivating it was because I started to see, okay well, how many steps did I track today? And I could see if I reached my steps or not. So it gave me a metric to work towards. So fast forward to, you know, Sergio and I just celebrated a year together in June and we've had these knockdown drag out fights at times over my eating habits <laughs> because for better or for worse, he loves food and I love food but he loves food and he 
he has watched me make some really poor decisions because I won't make the time to meal prep or I won't go to the grocery store instead. So I'll just do what's easy and convenient, run through a McDonald's drive-through or whatever. And he just watches, he watched now knowing some of the things that I do know, even from this last month, I can see what he was watching. He was seeing the amount of calories that were coming in, the lack of activity that I was having, um, and just like thinking like, this is not sustainable. But I, in all honesty, um, just didn't bring any awareness really (laughs) into a lot of things to do with my body. Um, And I'm still exploring the reasons for why. I don't know that ultimately those are important, except to know that I made a decision last month that like, this is a non-negotiable for me. It's not, um, well, if I get to do the exercise today, it's when will I do the exercise today and, um, building a more conscious relationship with food. And so that's looked like a couple things. Um, I bought an Apple watch to start tracking, um, more metrics with my health. Uh, I bought a scale, start tracking my weight. And I invested also in, um, a Noom app. They use cognitive behavioral therapy to take people into a journey of weight loss to try and find the roots. And actually the first thing I did was do a Noom trial And what they do is they have you actually start tracking your food, which I've never done in my life. So, you know, I feel like even growing up, I never really paid a lot of attention in health class. It wasn't a huge priority for me. I'm like, this is the way I am. It's the way life is. Don't care. And um, so I've been shocked to see, or not shocked, But I guess I've started to understand what different foods look like calorically because I never have paid any attention to that. So it's been interesting to see like how little like fruit and vegetables count calorically versus, you know, a piece of meat or if you get into pasta and bread and those kinds of things loaded with calories, which it makes sense. Um, you know that you're not supposed to be eating a ton of pasta and pizza and burgers. Like, you know that we all know that. Um, but when I started actually looking at the calories and the metrics of it, that really broadened my awareness. And so that may seem really childish to a lot of you. And I mean, quite frankly, it was because I think that I've been wanting to stay in that place of adolescence of not being held accountable or responsible, not knowing the parts and pieces of my own health, because then I don't have to take responsibility for them. I actually want to read a, um, a message. I had a friend, um, her name is Susan who asked me, you know, if there was anything that she could support me with this week and, anything I was celebrating. And so I told her, I said, um, I'm celebrating that I've lost about 33 pounds in the last month. I've been doing a lot of conscious work around my habits with food and exercise. I don't personally see a difference, which is true, (laughs) but I've been tracking with the scale. So I'm still looking forward to when I will notice, 
but my overall goal is about 150 pounds. That's what I would like to lose and to drop down to a size 10 or 12. Um, I've been wearing a 14 or 16 and up since about middle school, which is true. When I actually listed my goals, when I started doing the new app, I really thought about what would be like a cool thing to like work towards, um, not just weight loss. That doesn't, that just doesn't feel so captivating for me. Uh, but a metric I was thinking is like, it'd be so cool if I could get down to a size, at least 10 to 12, because I genuinely cannot remember a time when I wore smaller than a 14 to a 16. Um, I just feel like maybe I was in girls clothes, moved from extra large into like 14, 16. I have no idea. Um, so, which is fascinating to me because I've just never thought about it. And so she was asking to, she, know, she said, what's the biggest internal shift? She was celebrating with me, you know, um, 30 pounds is a lot. <laughs> it still feels kind of surreal for me because as I've been tracking, I noticed my weight goes up and down. It fluctuates, but it's almost like it fluctuates in digits. I'm not yet quite comfortable sharing the actual numbers. So I hope you all be patient with me in that. I will one day reveal what the numbers are, but for me right now, I just, I'm not comfortable. Um, because quite frankly, it's a little embarrassing how I've let my body get to be where it is, but here we are now. So we're going to move forward. So one day I will share that, but right now I'll just kind of keep it more generic. Um, but I wanted to share also what I said back to her about what she asked around the biggest internal shift I've seen in myself to implement and sustain what I'm doing. And I said that I want to cultivate a healthy lifestyle and relationship with my body that will serve me until I'm old. I realized that I want youth and energy. And although I cultivate that in my mind, my lifestyle around food and lack of movement was an area of neglect. When I was honest with myself, I realized that I've held myself in high esteem and respect in every area of my life, except for that one. And I was tired of feeling that way. I wasn't bringing consciousness or awareness into my diet and my relationship with my body. So as I've started tracking calories, I've, it's been amazing to see what foods count for what I had no idea. I'm almost 32 and I've never really paid any attention because I ultimately didn't want to be responsible or accountable. No one can save me my, from myself, unfortunately. Also, I've been tracking my exercise and calories burn, and I've been pleasantly surprised that swimming is such a high calorie burner and something that I really enjoy. I've never been a summer girl because of the heat. We are very humid here in Kentucky and our summers are sweltering. I've been enjoying swimming so much that it's the first time in life I've found an exercise that I just enjoy, not only not one that I have to really psych myself up to do, except I have noticed a few mornings this week where the temperature has been lower. We've had lots of rain where it has been kind of cold <laughs> and freezing because also another metric is I've been trying to do this in the morning as it's summer here and I'm quite pale and I burn. <laughs> so I hate dealing with a lot of sunscreen. So if I can get out in the morning, not only does it help me get it over with, over with is I'm actually really enjoying it. And sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I had more time. So that's great because, uh, this has never been my reality before. Um, I've had gym memberships and I've like had stints where I will like go to a gym, uh, for several months and then I'll fall off, uh, because I really don't enjoy gyms 
So walking outside has been like the most enjoyable exercise I feel like I've gravitated towards. Um, so this is cool to notice. I think one of the cool things is with the Apple watch is waterproof. So I can see the metrics of the calories burned for the workouts that I'm doing. This is also really neat because, um, swimming is less impactful on your body, I guess, but it produces like a lot. It's a, it produces a lot of calories burned. (laughs) So I can spend less time swimming in a lower impact, enjoyable environment versus running or walking for longer periods of time to achieve the same results. Cause right now I can swim for about 45 to 50 minutes and burn like between 12 and 1400 calories. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, well, it's not crazy. It's awesome. (laughs) And this is the first time that I actually am sad that summer will be ending because I will miss the pool, but I've thought to, you know, while getting a membership where there is a pool or things like that might be an option. So that's cool because I've discovered that that's something that I really enjoying. And, um, so opening myself up to this journey has been cool to see, um, progression, not just weight loss. Cause like I said, it's fluctuated. Um, and, and that's totally fine. I, like I said, I have that goal of about 150 pounds. So as of yesterday, um, total pounds lost since I started tracking was about 32 pounds. Um, and, and largely too, that's come from just being more conscientious around what I'm eating and, um, shifting to, uh, more of a keto diet for me, because that's something else that I was working on prior to making this decision was actually paying attention to how my body feels after I eat things. It was in college. Probably I had a really close friend to me who talked about, um, how she didn't eat specific foods. Cause she didn't like how her body felt afterwards. And I was like, I literally have never paid attention to how I feel after I eat food like ever. I just keep going, um, and do whatever, but just not bringing a lot of consciousness or presence to that. And so I think that's been one of the largest pieces that has really, uh, elevated the game here is getting some metrics, um, having some goals, some tangible goals to work towards, and then also celebrating and acknowledging those things. I think for a long time, um, it's felt embarrassing or shameful to like actually acknowledge where I'm at. I feel like people can physically see where I'm at, but not internally. And I do lead with a lot of confidence. Um, but fun fact, uh, the root words, which I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but confidence actually breaks down to with fidelity, confidel. And um, that means with truth fidelity is truth. And so confidence actually comes from knowing more of the truth of who we are. That's how confidence is generated. So if you allow yourself time and space to actually get to know who you are and who you want to become, or, or maybe release ideas or patterns of someone you thought you had to be to arrive more into that place of um, 
acceptance of yourself and how you're wired and what you actually want from life, that is a natural overflow. Confidence is a natural overflow of that exploration and that journey. So all that to say, this um, yesterday was kind of my first check-in point since I made these commitments to myself. Um, One of the commitments I made is that I wanted to start taking daily vitamins, which I've done, um, move at least 45 minutes a day, doing something active. Um, I think I've been successful except for two or three days. Um, and then, um, just continue to bring that awareness and relationship with food. Um, so I'm treating that more, I'm calling it relationship intentionally because I feel very adept at building strong relationships. And so examining my own relationship to my body, uh, I already feel confident that I can change that and channel that in an intentional way. So that's just some behind the scenes of the journey that I'm on, um, I hold myself to really high standards in my life, um, from how I treat people to how I spend my time to, um, just a lot of vigilance and discipline. (laughs) And actually one of the gifts I've given myself over the last year and a half, probably, um, or at least since, yeah, year and a half, two years, um, since meeting Sergio is having more fun um, and really regarding fun as an essential element to my life. Um, it's not that I wasn't having fun before, but okay. I was having fun, but I was not allowing myself to be completely myself online. Um, I feel like I was really guarding a lot of how I was presenting myself online because I feel a strong responsibility, um, of positive influence for people. And that's a great thing, but in some ways I think I was holding back because I didn't want for other people to stumble or to feel like, um, they shouldn't hold themselves in high standards because of something else that I was doing. I'm not sure if this is making entire, like a lot of sense. So I'm actually going to cut this off here and, I'll flesh that out more for myself. Um, But so that's where I am today. Um, About, like I said, 32, 33 pounds lost. Um, I expect that that still will fluctuate because I, um, your weight does, but I'm feeling proud of myself for um, making the decision and taking actions to change that relationship. And so I wanted to also just let this be a benchmark, let this be a, a, you know, a time where I could reflect on this, come back to it, um, share honestly about my own journey with that. I don't hope that that's life-giving to other people who may be struggling with, uh, weight or body acceptance, um, or any kind of acceptance that you might feel like you need to confront. Maybe that's not weight. Maybe it's more of an internal struggle. You feel like you have mentally, maybe you feel like for years that you've been avoiding going to therapy, or 
dealing with some of those mindset demons that you might have going on. And so I just want to encourage you that taking steps and building towards those metrics um, of actually figuring out, you know, what you want and what you want to move toward are going to be the game changer. Um, And the word decide literally means to cut off. So when we make a decision, we make something non-negotiable. Um, that's also when we start moving the needle forward in our lives. So I'm so grateful for you to be here today. Thanks for listening in. Um, If you, you know, want to talk more too about your own weight loss journey, I totally welcome that. (laughs) Um, This has been something I, I mean, in full disclosure, I feel like I stopped and started recording this episode like six times which is abnormal for me. I usually am like, uh, I might make an outline, but usually I come to something and I know what I want to speak about. And I just speak directly from my heart. And this is still such a sensitive area for me, honestly. Um, and I'm, I, I don't, it's not that I don't want it to be. I would, I want more understanding for myself, but I just want to own that, you know, even though I'm speaking about it, I'm going to release this publicly. It's still an area that I'm working on and I feel kind of vulnerable about. Uh, so, um, I appreciate you listening and I appreciate you being along for this journey, uh, because it is one that is deeply personal to me and something that I don't feel so adept at just yet. And, uh, again, I think that that's an important conversation to be having here because again, I just, I want you to know that whatever you're facing, whatever you're walking through, whatever growth edge you're pursuing, or you've been thinking about, you know, just one step and you have a community here, you have someone here in your corner who, um, supports you and that I want you to live such a fully expanded and, um, beautiful life. So if there's anywhere in your life that you feel like you are also, um, wanting to respect yourself more or wanting to, to change or challenge, um, you have the power within you to do that. No one else can do it for you. Sometimes you wish they could. (laughs) Sometimes you wish someone else could just take that on, uh, someone who's better at it or you feel is better at it. But ultimately, you know, I think there's some powerful things here that will come up. I will also add that um, I've been doing a lot of stellar thinking in my time exercising and there's no, you know, your body and your brain, your, that movement feeds your brain. It's very healthy for it. So there's no shocker there. I know some of the science behind that, but um, just another plug to So the same way too, that I'm removing some of those cobwebs in that relationship and actually like establishing that relationship, that that can also exist for you. If if your mind is a scary place, same thing, um, making it your friend. And also, I guess the last piece of not advice, but one of the biggest game changers for me in my own life and with my clients as a coach is to encourage people to be really curious instead of judgmental. 
So if you can get really curious about when something is very emotionally charged for you, being curious instead of judgmental or shutting that down and just going, hey, I wonder what's going on here. Just like almost like you would with a child who's in distress. Hey, are you okay? What's going on? And really making space for that will really, really shift and move the needle forward for you in your life, in any area you want to apply it. Again, so grateful to have you here. Thanks for listening to me kind of ping all over the place. I appreciate, again, that you're along for this ride with me. Um, Hope you have a great day. Until next time. much for being here today. I've really enjoyed having you along for the ride. And if you want to stay in touch, because you also hate goodbyes like me, um, you can head over to Instagram. That's where I hang out some. My handle's just at Evelyn Fusen. I'd love to connect with you there. Um, And again, I'd love to hear from you by email if you just want to share something that you know, resonated with you or you took away from the episode. I love hearing from you. And finally, if you are enjoying the show and it's something that you feel led to do, I would love for you to leave a review for me wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really does help get the word out about this podcast. And um, yeah, I would just love to have more people as part of this conversation. I really, really am grateful for you. So until next time.